Hi, friends. Welcome to the Revenue Real Hotline, where twice a week we'll bring you conversations designed to help you make better decisions and find more joy while selling. I'm Amy Rahovchek, and I'll be your guide. Let's go. Okay, so Ned, like I want to bring this. We're definitely, definitely, definitely going to talk about closed loop. But I, before that, what is the most uncomfortable conversation that you've ever had to have in a revenue context? Yeah, it's interesting, and it's actually fairly similar to Lori's. Uh, Okay, and I actually messaged her after I listened. I was like, we have a very similar like story. (laughs) We should connect. That's awesome. So. Long story short, um, I went to school to be a strength and conditioning coach. Thought that's what I wanted to do. Ended up not wanting to do that. Had some pretty awesome offers coming out of grad school. Just didn't want them. Uh, ended up starting a company. Uh, that ended up being really successful. Uh, met a guy who was an investor in San Francisco, and he had invested in a, a startup. This is 2015. So yeah, 2015, we started this company, ended up in 2016, uh, we ended up selling it okay. uh, to a manufacturer. Uh, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I'll be honest with you. We were 21 year old kids who started a supplement company because we- <laughs> Why not? Like, like, no, it's not. a business board. No, you were, you got the business board hits just like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I ended up meeting this guy through that. I was during that time, I was basically just trying to figure out anyone in the fitness industry at new business. I was just reaching out to like, let me pick your brain, please. Right, Cause right. I, I don't all know I know how to do is, yeah. yeah, I like, I know how to lift weights and take supplements. That's it. Like, that's like literally. And so I meet this guy. He ends up telling me that our business model is shit and that mm-hmm. we could do a lot better. Mm-hmm. We should sell it. He actually helps us sell the company for, you know, enough that we could, you know, actually make a profit off it. It was actually pretty Good cool. for you. Yeah. I like but, this guy already. Like your business yeah, model shit. That's my kind of people right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I don't know. And so he ends up where we are having coffee and he goes, Hey man, um, why don't you come out to San Francisco? I just invested in a company. Why don't you come be the first sales hire? Like the way you reach out to me, the way you grew the brand, like just come do that. You don't, you won't have the stress, like come work for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did. Saw some really good success, followed him around for a couple of years. Um, and then we had an awkward conversation. Mm. Um, I had an opportunity. So I'd been with him for probably three years at that point. So this is how much did you move the ARR? Oh, shoot. We ended up, I mean, when I got there, it was like 10,000 in MRR, maybe. Okay. Um, And I mean, we got to some of our largest customers we worked with were Planet Fitness, LA Fitness, Equinox, all the major brand names. So, so he mean, had plenty was, of cause to be very happy. He, oh, he was extremely happy. And so when that company got acquired, mm. he brought me to the next company. Gotcha. Same deal, right? Okay. First sale fire, let's go do this together again. Okay. And we well, had- Okay, so back to, back to the awkward conversation. I didn't mean to derail. I, oh, like, yeah, I, no, I like these numbers I see in graphs. And so it's just like, it gives me so much joy and context, but it, please continue. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, so we end up at this this next company together and about 11 months into that company, mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, hey, let's, we're going to just flip the company, mm-hmm. right? 11 months, cool, great. Um, before that happened, I uh, had an opportunity to go work with someone else. Like I said, I'd been with this guy, this guy basically had 
I mean, for lack of a better term, made me who I was, giving me the opportunities when God knows I didn't deserve them. And I give this guy a call on, and this had been kind of a, I'm trying to shorten the story a little bit. No, no, but, please don't. Tangent uh, friendly okay. zone. So long story short, this guy was uh, pretty manipulative to a 22-year-old kid who didn't really know what the hell he was doing. I, yeah. And know. like, what does that mean? Because he gave you a star like that you were supposed to like fucking bleed for him for the rest of your life. Like, come on. It, it really was. Right. Yeah. And he had a circle of people that were like, yes, men. Right. And yes, women. Right. That consistently were just, and I was one of them. Right. I was one of those, like he would say, jump, I'd say how high. Right. right. And all of us were. And it was this sort of um, promise of a new future, this promise of this was going to happen. And he paid well. We all made a lot of money, yeah. but it was a matter of like, there was never an opportunity to disagree. And when we did disagree, there was always a, a, a repercussion to the disagreement, right? Whether I've never that, met anyone like that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. That's not a real person. Right? <laughs> uh, you use the word manipulation, a 22 year old kid, right? So the, the age and the power dynamic, it just, okay, continue. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously me, I mean, he was in his fifties. I was 22, 23, 24, 25 while I was working with him. I think 22 yeah. to 26 was about the time that I was with him. Okay. And he was 50, had everything that I wanted, right? The big right. house, nice cars, right? right? Uh, and he was big... also giving you what you needed at the time, like the income and the experience, right? So it's not so binary. It's not so black and white. You're a hundred percent right. Right. So it was like everything that I was like, dang, this is great. And, you know, he allowed me to start a consulting business on the side, right? Like I'm sure you was, met a ton of people and contacts. Yeah. Oh, it was, I mean, he it had a great, you know, uh, network things. Yeah. It was just, it was a really good experience until it wasn't right. And I think that's probably a story a lot of people have is, Hey, it's a really good experience until it's not. So we ended up, I had an opportunity to go work with a friend. He had a, a, a small company looking to do the exact same thing that, you know, this mentor of mine had brought me on to do multiple times now. And I was feeling to the point where I was like, man, I can go do this on my own, mm. right? I can, and, and I was helping this individual, this friend for a while, just like saying, hey, this is what I do. This is why mm. it works. Here's the process. Here's the system. And he just called me one day and said, hey, you know, let me take you to dinner. Let's have a conversation. The conversation led to, Ned, come do what you do for companies for me. Mm -hmm. And I said, at the time I was married, I am no longer married. That's another awkward conversation. Uh, but <laughs> but so I, you know, I obviously go home to, uh, I obviously go home to, you know, my wife at the time and say, I think this is a really good opportunity. And she said her first response was, I agree, but what will insert name here think? And I probably spent another two or three months going back and forth of like, you know, trying to figure out what I was supposed to do, helping this other guy helping the organization we were with, trying to really figure out how we could optimize and, and do a lot of stuff around that. Um, and just one day I made the decision of like, hey, this is, uh, I'm going to go do this on my own. And it got to a point where I thought like, man, this guy's going to be proud of me, right? And I, I, I didn't grow up having a great relationship with my father. Mm -hmm. And so this guy kind of stood in as that kind of father figure to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, man, like I had this whole like, like script written out, right? Like, Hey, thank you for everything. Thank you for, you know, this and that. And, and you are the reason that I am where I am. This opportunity wouldn't have been available if it wasn't for you. And I got through about three sentences of that. And he went off. He called me an impatient millennial who will never amount to anything. 
He called me names. He told me that I'll never be anything. If I ever want to come back into the fitness industry, that will never happen. He'll make sure of it. Like just absolutely went off. Was he having and a bad day? <laughs> maybe. I, don't know. I, I, can tell you, I can tell you right now, I, I have spoken zero words to him since that phone. I'm sorry that that happened to you. And yeah. it angers me because our words have power. And obviously, like you're clearly the type of person that was able to neutralize them. Mm. I don't know how many years that took you. I know that it's still your most uncomfortable conversation. I could see why. (laughs) (laughs) Like someone telling you that they're never going to, you're never going to amount to anything. You're going to be blacklisted on your path, like cruel. Yeah. And I'm like, this is also for the listeners. This is like a PhD master level course. Like when it's the expectations too. Like when you have an expectation for something, when it doesn't turn out that way, it's it's harder. Right. Yeah. And wow. so it's that like, but you're younger at that time. That definitely takes time to grow. But like I found this is also, I think it's meditations, Marcus, Marcus Aurelius. Like you're going to, and this is him journaling to himself. Like uh, you're going to meet people being people today and they're going to fucking piss you off and they're going to like whatever. But like to expect anything different is that's the crazy part. And so anyway, there there's an evolution of working on your mentals listeners to expect less, but not in a bad way. But it's it's just a way to let go of outcomes, right? Not needing a certain outcome, right? Similar, same vein. Ned, yeah. how long did it take you for those words that were now bouncing around in your brain to not have power anymore? I think two years, probably. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It, um, I left, obviously (laughs) he did not have me back. Um, unlike Lori, I was not ever asked back. Um, I've I've got a couple of those too. So you're, you're a good company. (laughs) Um, And, um, it's crazy. It's the, the next gig actually Mm -hmm. failed miserably. Mm -hmm. And so I, a lot of that thought in my head was like, maybe he was right. Maybe I was impatient. Maybe I wasn't ready to go do these things. Maybe I did still need him, right? All of these things were like running through my mind and, you know, around the same time, uh, had a couple more opportunities that came up and then personal life stuff happened. Mm. And so, and look, you're still alive. You didn't die. That's a wow, great, wild, right? Yeah. That's I, a I will tell you, I, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause a lot happened all at once, right? That happened then within the next year and a half, the, you know, the next opportunity just failed miserably personal life stuff. I, we had a daughter and then, you know, my wife and I split and it took me probably until last year to literally just like be okay again, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like, just like, man, I'm back to being net. It's interesting because I've always been a really, really confident person. I've always been really, really self-aware as well. And I think I let with those words and with that conversation, I think I let a lot of that confidence go to him. And I let a lot of my self-awareness kind of dwindle because I was like, well, he was the one that was confident for me. I knew because I was within his crew that I could be confident. I knew that whatever he told me was true. And then when that all kind of came crumbling down, I had to rebirth a lot of my self-beliefs. I had to rebirth a lot of what success meant to me, what that actually, you know, what everything as a whole meant to, you know, Ned, who was a Ned? Wow. 
Self-forgiveness is a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's huge. I, so mental health is a big part of my story. It was, I was out in San Francisco. We were, View Bill had just been acquired and it was like right as Me Too was about to hit. And I was, it, it was a rough time, but I uh, got some help. But then there was a period where I was on, like when you enter into the mental health care system, the, the inclination is to, is meds, right? And not to say that there's not a time and a place for them. And we're talking about like dead in the eyes, like that kind of stuff, like lithium, think lithium type shit. And I just, and I were a couple of like people in my family. It's like, oh, because it was calm. They saw nothing. And it was like, this is a better version of you. And so I did like three years on them. And mm. then same kind of thing, like uh, threw, threw them away. And you go through the cycle of forgiving yourself and and same kind of thing. Like I lost myself. I gave my power away. I, and so I just, I related so much to what you said, but I, I'm looking at the clock and I'm dying, uh, dying to hear about closed loop. Please tell me about closed loop. Oh man. Closed loop. Closed loop. I, I, first off, Corey and Hillman are the reason now I would say that I've been able to do what I've been able to do in my career. Long story short, again, 2018, Corey Hillman wrote a book called The Sales Enablement Playbook. I picked that up. That was um, his. Didn't even know. I saw that for the first time. I took a picture of a slide at the Sales Enablement Summit last yeah. week in New York City and posted it because Roderick Jefferson's yeah. book was on their Sales Enablement 3.0. And I saw it. And then I started asking people at the conference because I read Tamara Shanks. It was the sale, just that one. I've been meaning to, to ground. I can't believe that you're fucking talking <laughs> yeah, about this right now. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I read that book in okay. 2018. It was the first time ever like an actual like leader okay. in sales. And I was like, oh, yeah. I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing. Help me away. I, <laughs> I had, I read that book and build out process, all that stuff, end up getting, you know, multiple sales leadership positions after that and hiring Corey to be, my individual sales coach. And he like cranked the company I was with when he hired me, we were, they had just done a million in ARR, uh, in three years, in six months after Corey's training, we had done close to 600,000 in ARR, um, just by simple tweaks and things like that. I went from 2019 and 2018 until like 2020. Um, I read six books total. They were the only, the only books I read were the ones that Hillman and Corey wrote. And I wrote notes. I had to reorder books so I could write more notes. Like it was wild. One day I get a call from Corey and Corey goes, Hey man, come help us out. Right? Like, why don't you come do this for us as well? Like you've been crushing it. Like, great. And so I got brought on as a, a senior associate over at Closed Loop and, and worked my way up and to kind of give people a, a rundown of Closed Loop, we're a sales enablement training and strategy firm. So huge advocates of frameworks inside of a sales process, right? And, you know, whatever that may be, wherever that framework sits, is it top of funnel, mid funnel, uh, bottom funnel, whatever it is, but just creating these frameworks inside of your sales process so that you have, uh, you know, that you're not, you know, robotic and just like, you have to say this. If they say that, you have to say this, things of that nature. And so sell without selling. Have you, have you read this yet? 
I haven't. I have it in my uh, Amazon book, though, or uh, it's on oh, my it's, Kindle. Uh, you bought it already. Right. I was just going to send you a copy. But now they tell me you got it already. Forget it. But if you want a hard copy to take notes and like say the word. In fact, you know what? I'm going to do that afterwards. I'm going to get your mailing address. But don't for I may forget to ask you if you could just email me your mailing address. So I'll get those. I'll get you some books. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, Ned, tell me about these accelerators that you were talking about, the startup and then the small business accelerators, because those sound fucking awesome, especially the one about the solopreneurs on their quest to a million. What were you saying about that friend? I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I mean, both accelerators are, you know, the founder sales accelerator and the small business accelerator. Corey and Hillman have spent years perfecting their craft. Right. And, and if they heard me say perfecting, they'd probably punch it's me because nothing's yeah. ever perfect. And but, so stop aspiring to be one as a recovering perfectionist. It's been 10 yeah. hours since my last. Uh... <laughs> oh, congratulations. Look at that. Yeah, it's been three for me. So. <laughs> so we have all of these courses, guides. We have all of this just knowledge that is just a knowledge base, books, things of that nature. And I remember going to Hillman early on in my time at closed loop and, and, you know, we work with some of the largest organizations, fastest growing companies in the world, right. On the closed loop side, I said, man, we've got a really big opportunity in the startup world. Right. And I, and I've only worked in startups. Like I've never worked at like a, a huge fortune 500 company or anything like that. And I said, man, dude, if I had this as the first sales hire, I would literally kill. If I had this as the first founder of my supplement company, I would, I would pay anything for this. And since October of last year, we have been compiling everything for both founder sales accelerator, which is more of the SaaS founder specific founders that have their pre-seed seed looking to raise a series A, um, and then the small business accelerator as well. We've been crafting what each of those looks like. And, you know, it is a, what we believe is the ultimate bundle for any founder or small business owner that wants to, as a founder, raise their series A as a small business owner, earn their first million dollars in scale bundle. And then they actually get weekly access. We're cohorting mm-hmm. it. So you get weekly access Smart. to us. I love those cohorts. I love, I love this. There's such power in the small group. Ned, what, it's notably absent that you haven't said like sales. So I differentiate between sales boss and sales leader around these parts. Um, but it's even before when you were talking about it, like where do, where do the, like the sales leaders um, in, in the tech space, fit into the go-to-market framework. Close consulting is where we work with CROs, VPs of sales of, you know, really hyper growth organizations. Gotcha. Or a lot of organizations where we find a lot of our sweet spot mm-hmm. is organizations who are growing and they actually need to start putting some systems and rigor in place. Well, you right? know what? It, one of the things that jumped out at me when I was on the website, it was the management development preach. (laughs) Like I don't, you probably didn't, but I wrote an article for Sales Hacker uh, two years ago now. It's how Andy and I first met uh, called Mental Health, the Greatest Competitive Advantage You'll Ever Know. Mm -hmm. And I actually tie, I connect mental health and the absence of really any and it's been development programs like hard stuff. Like it's, it's, I say often it's fucking embarrassing how bad a job we've, as a profession, we've done at this. Or it's funny, like depending on the day. Um, but I saw that you guys are addressing that too. Guys and gals are addressing that on the closed loop, the the company side. And so yeah. that was pretty baller. Okay, so pretty much we're going to, I'm like a bad penny net. I keep showing up and you're stuck with me now. So that's it. how it's going to go. Well, um, how can people find you? 
I think the best way is LinkedIn. Uh, okay. Ned Eric, A-R-I-C-K. Um, that's where I post all of my like musings and things like that. Um, obviously I'm on every other social media, but it's just pictures of my daughter and like workouts and things like that. So it, oh, you're funny. I don't even bother. Like it's just, I, there's no Facebook up and then like Instagram is just, I'll, I lift it up, but I haven't touched it because yeah. barely tipping my toe into Twitter. So I feel you there because, you know, side hustles don't work. <laughs> we can definitely <laughs> talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. Or try to serve too many masters. Yeah. All right, Ned, this was fun. Um, listeners, Ned's information, everything that we shared is going to be right directly in the show notes, all the books referenced. I know I personally can't wait to go grab the sales enablement playbook and rest of all the books that Ned is referring to. Like I clearly, I got to, I, I, I've identified a blind spot. <laughs> um, however, I'm going to say like, just after playing on the website that like our principles and our approach to how to execute on the sales enablement front is is similar and i can't wait to even with the cohort stuff oh my gosh the accelerators yeah count me in i buy ned thank you for making time for us today i appreciate you sharing your insights so freely all right all that wraps another installment of revenue real hotline today's episode was produced by the fabulous nian fiedler Naturally, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their brilliance and stories with us. And thank you too, listener. I know you've got a ton of options and I appreciate you choosing us. For anyone who wants to support the show, do follow us wherever you listen and be sure to join us next time for more conversations designed to help you make better decisions and find more joy while selling. I'm Amy Rahovchik and that's a wrap. <laughs>